What's going on, everybody? Welcome to Delay a Game. I'm your host, Matt Mills. I hope you're doing well whenever you're listening to this. You know, I did take a week off uh, in reference to my birthday and just wanted to enjoy some time with the family. Um, but now that we're back to it, we got a lot to cover. We're like three weeks in, going into week four. So I figured before we get into week four, uh, next episode, once week four concludes, we should go over week two and three because I'm going to be honest, a lot has been going on. Before we go any further, I want to thank you for listening. I want to thank you for your support. I want to thank you for checking this out. I hope that you take time to comment, like, subscribe, and that if there's anything you want covered or hasn't been mentioned or anything like that, please let me know. Before we go any further, I do want to mention uh, one of the sponsors is Amazon. And I'm going to tell you now, if you don't have an Amazon Prime membership, you need to sign up. Use the link below in the comments. You can get a month for a month free trial and check it out. No purchase necessary. Just make sure you use the link below for Amazon Prime or even Prime Video because you know this year Thursday Night Football is only on Prime Video. So if you don't have Prime Video, you're missing out on some pretty good games. And I don't want you to do that. I don't want you to miss out. So make sure you go down to the link below and you sign up. Even if it's just for a month, just to get a taste of watching the games. Just so you can stay current on what's going on in sports. So today we're going to have a few quick hits. uh, And we're going to talk about a few things in reference to what I've noticed building on from week one into two and three. Um, Before we get too far into it, just to touch on a few quick hits. I think personally the Broncos are in trouble. Russell Wilson has not been doing well, and trust me, he's on my fantasy team. I know he's not doing too well. Uh, Javante Williams is doing pretty good. The receivers are looking pretty good, but Russell Wilson and the head coach don't look like they're clicking yet. Now, granted, he just got there. Maybe they need some time, but from my opinion, from what I've seen, what I have been seeing, it's not working. So I hope they are able to pull it together. Um... Next, I wanted to mention the Giants. They were undefeated. They did lose to the Cowboys, which we'll talk about later on Monday night. I will give the Giants credit. I I do think they're still pretty good. Daniel Jones, as much heat and hate he's been getting, he did look okay. I will say they do need to do something about that offensive line because Daniel Jones was running for his life most of the game. And for as much as it's fun to blame things on him and talk about how he's not good, that wasn't his fault. So in my opinion, given how bad things looked, they need to invest some money in the offensive line, even if they don't feel like Daniel Jones is the guy for them. And that's fine for them to have that opinion. But that O-line's bad. Um, embarrassingly bad. It's It's not... Good at all. So, that was one of the big glaring things. I see Kenny Galladay is a big waste of money. But I will give the Giants credit for being feisty. They're fighting. The defense is pretty good. Daniel, for you to get the most out of Daniel Jones, you need a better O-line. He showed me he could be pretty good in flashes, but you have a bad O-line. You have a bad offensive line. Um, The Packers are going to be the Packers. They did come out with a victory. Some want to overhype it. Some want to be super impressed. I thought they looked okay. They don't look great to me. But given the division that they're in and how bad the Bears are, because that's another quick hit, the Bears don't look good. So time will tell. 
They don't look too hot. Um, so, like I said, take that for what you will. The Packers will probably win their division again. The Browns are an interesting team. And I will say, even though the backup's in, and Amari Cooper is, of course, good at home and bad on the road, they do look pretty good. And I think they could look good until Deshaun Watson is back. And that is what I will say. Um, as long as they don't do anything stupid and they don't have any um, injuries, I think they're in good shape. Time will tell, but I think that is something to keep in mind for a quick hit. Another quick hit, and we're gonna we're almost done soon. The Colts aren't anything special. They are a disappointment for me. I thought they were gonna be good with Matt Ryan. Obviously, they're not. It's not clicking how I thought it would. Um, Jonathan Taylor is not looking as dominant as I thought he would. And I don't think that's necessarily on him. I think part of that is coaching and should be taken into account. But I'm definitely backing off the thought that the Colts could be a playoff team. They couldn't put it together at the end and make a run. Time will tell, but I'm not going to put any money on it whatsoever. I'm not I'm not going to. No. Just no. Mac Jones being hurt. Um, sorry to hear about that. The Patriots don't look that great anyway. And if Mac Jones is going to miss time, I'm sure that is not going to help their cause. The Chiefs. The Chiefs are only looking good because of Patrick Mahomes, so let's give him his credit. But let's be honest, they are not the same team. They are, I mean, they'll still make the playoffs. I think they'll still be competitive. They are not the same team. And let's just get that out the way. I mean, they they missed Tariq Hill. I think many of us thought that they would be okay. They are not the same team. They're not even close to the same team. They did pick up people in the offseason, and I thought that that would be a bigger deal. Juju hasn't looked great. Uh, MVS hasn't looked great. I think Sky Moore will emerge towards the end of the season. Um, Clyde Edwards-Alaire, surprisingly, is having a pretty good year. But the Chiefs aren't looking impressive. They're not looking dominant. They're another one of those teams. I think they'll still be in the running. I think they'll still make the playoffs. But let's just be honest. They're not the same team. So that was it for some of our quick hits. Um, quick fantasy just shout out. It's just been a rough season all the way around. I know a lot of the players you drafted high. Uh, from Jonathan Taylor to Christian McCaffrey to Justin Jefferson to... Most of the running backs, uh, Dalvin Cook, Alvin Kamara, there will be a rebound. I will say maybe it's just it's something about this season that a lot of teams have been slow to warm up. They haven't been looking. The fantasy football season, they haven't been clicking. So I will say don't do any hasty trades. Don't break up your team too fast. I don't care your record. If you're 0-3, don't just haphazardly blow up your team. Now, if you're upgrading... I'm not mad at you, but do not blow up your team yet. Don't. That is my biggest fantasy advice. Don't blow up your team yet. So we do have a few topics we are going to get into. And then we're going to sign off. Uh, The first thing I will say, I have to do a little bit of the local news, but I don't think it's that important. So I'm not going to save it for last. The Steelers have potential. And if you're listening, hear me out. I am a Steelers fan. Matter of fact, I'm sitting in the Steelers hoodie. 
But I will tell you, I think the Steelers have potential. I think the defense is pretty good. I will admit they're not the same without T.J. Watt. With T.J. Watt, they might be a top five defense without him. Maybe low tens, high teens as a defense, possibly. I think the offense is underrated in the sense of I think it's very talented. With the receivers, the tight end, I think Najee Harris. Trubisky, I will say, I know I've been campaigning for Trubisky to lose his job. He is not as bad as I say he is. I will give him a little bit of a break because the offensive line is rough. He needs help. He needs protection. And I do think that hopefully we'll see the offensive line gel and operate at a higher level. And maybe we'll see Trubisky operate at a higher level because I do think he has the ability to operate at a higher level. But he has not been. And I think part of that is because of the offensive line. I mean, not to say Trubisky was ever great, but I'm sure the offensive line is keeping him unsettled. He can't get comfortable in a new offense, new system, new players, and the offensive line's bad. He's not going to be comfortable. He's not going to be productive. The offensive line is the problem. So I'm holding out hope. I do still want to see my guy come in, but I do want Trubisky to get a fair shot, so I'm holding out hope for him to get a fair shot. We do have to also talk about the Dolphins. The Dolphins have been getting a lot of hype. Uh, At the time, they were undefeated. They currently are not. They just had a loss. And we're going to talk about that in a second. But I actually think the Dolphins are better than people thought they were. Do I think the Dolphins are going to win the Super Bowl? No. I think, of course, they have a puncher's chance of making it. I think they are a better team than people gave them credit for it. I heard him talked about the, the Melvin Ingram pickup, I think, has been very helpful for their defense. Their running game leaves much to be desired. Much to be desired, but it's okay. I think the Tariq Hill trade has been big for them and very helpful for their offense. I think that was probably the biggest move of the offseason if we're going to look at how it's impacting teams. Probably the biggest one. Um, as far as... Translating to success, it probably was the biggest move that could have been made. So I will give them a lot of credit. I do think the Dolphins have potential to make a run. And I'll have to look at their schedule more to determine that further. But I do think they have a shot. Now, before we leave the Dolphins, I do have to mention Tua. I do have to mention that I think his injury was mismanaged. And I'm not going to dwell on this because I'm not an expert. But I will say... After watching the clip when he first got hit last week and he could not find himself back to the huddle, that's concerning. And I get it. They said it was reported it was a back. Then they reported it was other issues. If the man is holding his head and is stumbling to get his bearings together to get back to the huddle, I'm not going to rush him through concussion protocol. And I understand the business of the NFL. I'm not rushing them through that. Now, there's a chance these are two separate issues, and these were just bound to happen. That's not my place to call. I will say when I saw the first play, something didn't look right. 
And I hope this is a wake-up call that they will manage people's health better. Now, granted, like I said, it's a business. Who knows? The hit that I saw last night was crazy. Um, I've never seen a man's hands constrict in that way. And, and it was just, it was scary to see. I'm glad that he's okay. I challenge and I hope that he has people in his life that will make sure he's doing okay. And the reason I say that is because there's no guarantee the team is going to look out for his best interest. We don't, we don't know. I hope he, he doesn't. I hope he puts his pride aside and takes time to just make sure he's okay. And I understand, you know, you want to do it for your team. You want to do it for yourself. This is what you worked for. But you also have to value your health and make sure you're okay. So that's all I'm going to say about that. Um, Another big topic I wanted to address. The Bills are still dominant. Now, granted, I understand that they lost to the Dolphins. I get it. But the fact that the Bills dominated yards, points, time of possession, well, obviously not points, but time of possession, they were dominant in all facets of the game despite losing. And you can make the argument they lost because of bad time management at the end, but that's a different story. There was nothing I saw from the Bills that would make me think they're fake contenders, that would make me think they don't have what it takes to go further and to, to make it to the Super Bowl. Their dominance was still on display, just like it was the previous few weeks. Now, granted, they didn't run the scoreboard up, but that happens when you play good teams. But their their impact on the game did not change. You know, it. it I, there was nothing that I saw from that to be like, oh, the Bills are pretenders. The Bills aren't aren't serious. The Bills are going to be the problem. The Bills are still the best team in the AFC. I have not seen anything different to give you a different opinion. The Bills are the best team in the AFC. Um, so, we'll see what happens in reference to that. But I just wanted to make mention of that, that I don't think it's over for the Bills because they lost. I do have to touch on this also. As much as I don't want to say it, I'm not a Cowboys fan, but the Cowboys are still winning. They're 2-1-0 without that. Now, that's not, that doesn't mean I'm making an argument that Cooper Rush is better. What I am saying, they're doing what is necessary to keep them afloat while Dak is out. Because they are still afloat and they are still rolling while Dak is out. Um, they're second in division. They're probably holding a wild card spot now. Granted, who cares because it's still early. But these are the games you do have to win when your starting quarterback is out. So I need to give the Cowboys credit. They are winning the games they should win. Now, let's continue to watch and see if they win this week. I will say that the offense the offense operates well with Cooper Russian. Now, part of that could be the fact that Cooper Rush don't have any pressure. He's not making the millions of dollars Deck is making. He doesn't have the same level of expectation to perform, so maybe that's part of it. Maybe he, had, he has the luxury to just go out and, and play as best as he can and go about his business. So that could be part of it. I don't know. But I do think the offense looks better to some extent when he's in. Now, hopefully we get to see a refreshed deck. Deck that is ready to play. Deck that is taking command of the offense and has it clicking on all cylinders. Because that's the deck that's going to make the difference. 
And last but not least, I had to save this for last. My hometown Philadelphia Eagles are flying high. I mean, they are winning games in a dominant fashion. They are... They are just, they're handling business. I mean, even when, when Washington was coming in, in town and they were saying, you know, Washington was on a roll. Carson Wentz was on a roll. You know, he's not playing elite, but he's, 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 he's playing good quarterback play to some extent. They're winning games. Or they're competitive, should I say. And people was just, you know, this is going to be an interesting matchup for the Eagles. And the Eagles came out and smacked them around. And for some reason... People just don't want to give the Eagles the credit they deserve. Now I'm starting to hear it after week three. But the Eagles have been playing ball all year. Jalen Hurts deserves credit for improving his game. The Eagles deserve credit by putting the right pieces around Jalen Hurts for him and the team to be successful. And I want to give a shout out to Jalen Hurts about the whole Devonta Smith situation. Not saying Devonta Smith was mad. When he had no catches and no yards the first game. But he went to him and told him, hey, we're going we're gonna to get it right. You know, we won, but we're going to get it right. Next game, Devonta Smith had a good game. Game after that, Devonta Smith had a great game. That's leadership. I think Jalen Hurts is a great leader. He's a great winner. A good football player, and I think they believe in him. And that's why I think the Eagles are dangerous. I think they believe in Jalen Hurts. They follow Jalen Hurts. They want to go into battle with him. And given that the Eagles have a pretty good schedule to actually make a run, I think the Eagles put the NFL on notice. I think the Eagles put the NFC on notice. And we can't sleep on the fact when they spanked the Vikings. Because the Vikings was getting that talk. I was giving I was giving that talk about Justin Jefferson is probably the best receiver in the league, and I still feel that way. He just has a liability on offense called Kirk Cousins, but that's a different story. The the Vikings were getting a lot of talk about possibly making a run this year, and the Eagles put them on notice too. And the reason I want to bring this up is because the NFC looks bad. The Bucks rough. Packers overrated. 49ers actually can make a run. Cardinals look bad. Seahawks done. The Saints look rough also. The Eagles are head and shoulders above a lot of these other teams in the NFC. And I know they don't want to see the Eagles. They own a rule and I don't see them stopping. So I think the rest of this season is going to be very interesting. And I know Philly's about to be very interesting. Because the way it's looking like the Eagles going to make another run to the Super Bowl. And I'd be happy to see two in my lifetime. So we'll see what happens. I want to take time and thank you again for tuning in. Thank you again for listening. Thank you again for the support. Make sure you like, comment, subscribe, share. If you have something you want discussed. If you got questions... Just leave them in the comments. Make sure you let me know. And make sure you get Prime. So you'll be able to watch Thursday Night Football. So when we talk about it, you know what happened. You got to see the whole game. You know exactly what's been going on. So until next time, I hope that you have a good weekend. 
I hope that you spend time with your family, get to relax, do something fun, and make sure you enjoy the football games too. Have a good day.